Welcome to the OKC Community Podcast. We are so glad you're here. To get the latest updates or to watch this week's message, visit our website at okccommunitychurch.com. I just want to get started with God's Word today, and then I'll pray, and then we'll, we'll go. But uh, I'm just going to read a few verses over us. But it says this in Proverbs 16, 9. It says... In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Everyone say their steps. Everyone say my steps. The Lord establishes your steps. Proverbs 20, 24 says a person's steps are directed by the Lord. Psalm 37, 23, the Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Psalm 119, 133, direct my footsteps according to your word. Let no sin rule over me. Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp for my feet, to my steps, right? A light for my path. How many believe that? How many believe that? Come on. How many believe that? Amen. First Peter 2, 21 says, he, as in Jesus, suffered everything that came his way so that you would know that it could be done. Meaning you can, you can endure this suffering and also know how to do it step by step. Everyone say step by step. Today I want to share a message with you that I'm calling Take That Step. All right. How many of you know that we all have a step that God wants us to take in our life, that he has something in front of us that he wants us to have the faith to step into? God has ordered steps for us. He has things in front of us, and it's time for many of us to trust in him. It's time for some of us to step away from something in order to step into something. It's time for some of us to step into the thing that God has called us to. It's time for some of us to step into the thing that God's been putting in our heart for a long time, but we've been afraid to. It's time to take that step. So I'm just going to ask before I pray, are you guys ready to go today? Are you guys ready for what God has for you today? Because I believe God has a word for so many of us today. I don't believe this is just a word for a few of us. I believe it's a word for many of us. And I think sometimes we come to church and we think, oh, that was a really good word for that person that really needed to hear that. But the word, what if it's for you today? What if it's for you today? That's what we're going to pray right now. Would you just join me in prayer? Holy Spirit, we just invite you to come. We invite you to come. And Lord, we just ask that you would move. And Lord, we know you're going to put things in front of us. And so many of us, we've been, living, we've been living life a long time. Some of us have been living a long time with you, and we think that there's not any more steps that we need to take. But, Lord, today I pray that you would put those steps in front of the people, in front of each and every one of us, to know that, God, you have more for us, more in store for us, more that you're calling us to. And so, Father, we ask your Holy Spirit to come, to move in our hearts, and that, Lord, you would give us the faith today to take that step that you're calling us to make. And so, Lord, we love you, and we pray these things in your name. And everybody said, amen. So in life, in life, steps play a significant role. There are all sorts of steps. Our story is made up of the steps we do take and the steps we don't take, right? And so for all of us, there's that moment that none of us remember. We we don't remember one of the most important steps we've all taken, and it was that very first step, right? You guys remember the very first step? No, you don't remember. Maybe you've seen the video. Maybe your parents showed you a video. Maybe they told you about it. But when we were a baby, right, we took that first wobbly step at some point. We've never, we don't know that moment. But there was a day in your life when you didn't know how to do all that much. You were probably in a diaper. You hadn't learned how to use the toilet yet. 
right? But you decided that you had the courage as a little baby to get up, that you had enough balance in you that you were going to take that step. And for some of us, it was one step and we were done, down to the ground, right? For some of us, it was two, three steps, and then, and then gravity took a hold of us. There's a few prodigies in here that probably, like, once you started stepping, you never looked back, and you were taking off, and you were running. And you know what? As a parent, when your kids take that first step, you're always like, you know, how much credit should I take for this? Like, how much did I have to do with this really? Because every once in a while, you have that parent that's bragging about their kid. Like, my kids started walking early in life. They're like, really? What, like seven months? Or, you know, they were just walking, and it's like, listen... You had nothing to do with those steps as a parent. Like, God ordered them steps. You better start praising him and take, take a step back. You know what I mean? Like, you didn't do much in that moment. Like, there's not much. There's just something inside of us that knows that we're supposed to take steps. Right? Like, we aren't done. There's somewhere we're supposed to go. Oh, man. I'm excited about today. Human history is full of huge steps. There are steps of human advancement, progress, innovation. Even in our short history as a nation, there's all sorts of big steps. 80 years ago, I think a lot about these moments where like what we saw 80 years ago where there's all these soldiers that took a step off of a boat onto the beaches of Normandy to fight against evil, right? Think about those steps. Some of them sacrificed their lives with those steps. Or how about just not that many years ago, civil rights movement and the steps that people took to do stand-ins and sit-downs and, and walks for equality that many of us are still taking steps to today and the steps that have happened in the last four, five, six decades. But what about that moment when Neil Armstrong, right, he, he stepped off onto the moon and he said, you know, one small, small step for man, <laughs> one giant leap for mankind. That step. It was an out-of-the-world step, right? Some steps are really important. Some steps change history. And in our life, some steps are just courageous steps. Some are rites of passage. Some are, some are steps of commitment and love. Whether we've stepped down an aisle to get married or stepped into a new job or when we stepped into school for that first time, like there's always these steps, right? And they make up the story of our life. And today, I think what I want to talk about is that we're going to have steps in front of us that shape a lot about who we are becoming. And so you have to be careful about where you step, right? Look at your neighbor and say, watch your step. For me, when I took the step to follow Jesus, that one step has shaped me more than any other step in my life. It has shaped my heart, my passion, my, my purpose. It has shaped my, my marriage, my, my family. It has shaped my decision-making. That one step in following Jesus changed everything about me. And I think for a lot of us, we'd echo that same sentiment. For some of us, we might not quite be there yet. But I think some steps are huge. And so, you know, by the way, we are in week two of this series called Orbiting a Beautiful Life, in which we are talking about discovering the heart of faith from the fringes. And so many of us, we try to understand God, but we do so from a distance. We, we kind of keep ourselves at a little bit of a distance from maybe God or people of faith or people who are all about Jesus. And so we, we like to identify as a little bit 
of a little bit of distance from the heart of faith that is full of passion, full of purpose, really uh, giving your life to the, to, the, to, the, or, excuse me, to the cause of Christ. And what happens in that, and I see this as a pastor, I see this uh, not only in our church, but really in the, the, the capital C churches, what we're doing is we're actually following Jesus, not from a safe distance, but an unsafe distance. It's an unsafe distance, this, this, this idea of orbit. And, and I have this image that I introduced to you, you know, a, a, a last week, but this, this idea that there's a beautiful life available to us, and some of us are orbiting that life. We're orbiting the life that not only we want to live, but that God's ordained for us to live, and we're keeping ourselves in this orbital path. We're not getting much closer, but we're, we're, we're just walking in circles around that life because we're afraid to get much closer. And some of us are a little further out, and we feel distant from God. And, and so if we we're going to you know, plot ourselves on this place, I mean, some of us, we're going to be all over the map. There's going to be some that are closer and some that are farther out. And, and I get that. And, and here's the thing. The, the idea that we're trying to say is what is the step that you need to take to move closer to the person that you ought to be? Because here's what I know is when we follow, why I say it's at an unsafe distance was if we are removed, if we're on the outskirts, if we're on the edges, if we're on the fringes of faith, that's, that's the space that the enemy picks people off. That's the space that the enemy comes and attacks. If you know anything about how, how a, a predator goes after prey, he goes for the ones that are on the edges. He goes for the ones on the outside. He can't get to the ones on the inside. They have too much around them protecting them. But he goes after the ones who, who are on the fringes. And, and, and there's so much of a heart in me as a pastor to help our church to help you realize like faith from the fringes is just, it's just not enough. It's not, it's not good for you or for anyone. And I wanna, I wanna hope, hopefully open our eyes and our hearts up to what God is inviting us into. This beautiful life that we're destined for more. And there's a moment we find early in the Bible where God chooses his people. And, and these people, they actually choose to orbit instead of stepping to God's promises. And some of you know the story of the Israelites who, whenever God comes to their rescue from slavery in Egypt. But if you're new to church or you don't know that story, it's, it's, it's a pretty big story. But it happened several thousand years ago, even before the time of Christ, before Jesus. Well, there was a group of people that we now know as the Israelites. And they were God's people. And we read about them in the early chapters, in the early books of the Bible, and they're God's people, and they become enslaved to the powerful nation of Egypt. So when you think of Egypt, and you think of pyramids, and you think of hieroglyphics, that, that nation, well, they had slaves to build those pyramids. And guess who they were? They were the Israelites. There were other people too, but the Israelites were part of that. They were the slave labor force. Well, the account of their escape from Egypt is, is found in, like I say, the early books of the Bible, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, these, these books that are, that are right at the front end of the Bible, right after Genesis. We see this story about a group of people who are rescued by God. And I, I just want to summarize the story. I have, I have three quick points to kind of summarize this. But God rescues Israel from slavery. That's what he does. He goes to Moses, says, Moses, I want you to go to the Pharaoh of Egypt and tell him to let your people go. And, 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 and eventually God sends a bunch of miraculous, supernatural things over Israel in, in a point that they finally release these the nation of Israel, they release them, and God rescues Israel from slavery. So imagine that moment. They're slaves, and all of a sudden, they're set free. Then God says, after they're set free, he says, God this, promises the Israelites something. He says, I'm promising you a beautiful land. I want you to have a home. 
And he promises them this beautiful land, which becomes known as the promised land that's flowing with milk and honey, if you've ever heard that phrase. And so he promises it to them, and they're excited about this, and they start journeying towards it. But then there's this moment where the Israelites hesitate to step into the promise. They stop short when they come right up to the edge of this moment. And I just want to talk to it just a little bit. There's this part of the story. I mean, there's, just, there's so many parts of it in those books. But I'm going to look at Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 6. There's this real moment where God says, go into the promise, and they, and they don't. It says this, the Lord our God said to us at Horeb, which is a mountain, you have stayed here long enough at this mountain. Break camp. Everyone say break camp. Everyone say break camp. Yes. Break camp and advance into the hill country of the Amorites. Go. See, I have given you this land. Go and take possession of the land the Lord swore he would give to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So the Israelites are there, and they're actually staying at Mount Horeb. They had actually been there a long time. I actually created some slides, and I'll just go to this next one. I created some slides a few, a few years ago, and I thought I'd modify them for today because I think this kind of portrays the story pretty well. But we have a mountain, right? And there's this moment when Moses goes up on the mountain, and, and if you heard of the Ten Commandments moment, right? He goes on the mountain, and God gives him the Ten Commandments. There's like this, ah, <laughs> moment, right? I do this all the time. I've said that joke like ten times, but it's great. There's the ah moment where God meets Moses, gives him the Ten Commandments. They chisel out a way of life. And the Israelites are like, this place is amazing. So they set up camp. They set up camp. They are granola before granola. They're like, we're camping right here at this mountain. And then God says, hey, you know what? It's time for you to go into the promise. So I want you to break camp, and I want you to go into the promised land. And so they try to muster up the courage to do it, but they get nervous because in that land, there's a lot of scary things. And so instead of breaking camp, they start circling around this mountain. They start wandering in the, around this mountain. They start circling. They don't leave, and they stay, and they camp instead of breaking camp. And what they do is they orbit around this mountain. They get stuck in a rut. Anyone ever been stuck in a rut spiritually? Just doing the same thing over and over again. You're going, I mean, I'm not getting any closer to God. I feel like I'm just going around the same thing I ever, I've always gone around. And God is like, quit worshiping me here when I've called you there. And so many of us are just worshiping in the same exact way we did 20 years ago. And God is like, listen, I have more for you. Would you quit doing what you've always done? Break camp and go where I'm calling you to. Go into the promises and the beautiful life that I have for you. And see, this is what all of us need to know, is that there is always a step to take with God. So let me try and put this in perspective. I'm going to pull the string here. So let me back up to my three points. This is a foreshadow. Everyone loves a good foreshadow, right? This is a foreshadow of Jesus and what God was going to do through Jesus. So God rescues Israel from slavery. Guess what? God sends Jesus to rescue us from the slavery of sin. It's the same story. God promises Israel a beautiful land. Guess what? God, through Jesus, promises us a beautiful life. It's life to the full. It's life abundantly, a super abundance of life. Guess what? Israel hesitates to step into the promise. Uh-oh. We hesitate to take the steps that God invites us into. We are doing the same thing. And God is like, I need you to go into the things that I've called you to. Quit circling this mountain. Quit circling this experience as if your spiritual life stopped at that moment. 
And I want you to go ahead, forge new ground. Take the ground that I've called you to and given to you. This is the gospel. This is the good news of Jesus, is that God has rescued us through Jesus Christ. And he's promised us something. But it does take the courage to take the step across the line of faith. Some of you need to take a step away from something in order to step to something. It's time for you to break camp. It's time for you to leave that behind. So the Israelites hesitated. They chose to keep orbiting. And the Bible says that they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. And so here's what we could gain from this story. There's so much we can learn from this story. But you and I can learn a lot, right? We can learn, first of all, that we don't have to wander for 40 years. We can skip straight to the end. Like, we, you and I, we can take the good news of Jesus. We can step into that, straight to the good news of Jesus, straight to the calling that God has for us, straight over fear and into the fight, straight over doubt and into a walk by faith. Like, there is a step that God has given us the opportunity to take, says, hey, I know there's a gap in your life. Will you step over it? Guess what? Jesus is the bridge. He's going to let you walk right past that. What's the step that you need to take today? That's the question. Is God pursuing you? Is he speaking to your heart? Has there been a step in front of you? I'm, I'm believing that there's stuff coming into this room that you've been thinking about, that you've been wrestling with, that it doesn't me, take me doing a sermon for you to realize there's a step that God's called you to. I'm believing that God is already working on some of us before we even get here and that you know, yeah, he's been convicting me. He's been calling me. He wants me to get serious about my faith. He wants me to surrender my life to him. That's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And by the way, that's the gospel. That's not this church. That's not me. That's what the gospel does. It starts pushing up against your life. Sometimes we don't step because we aren't sure where the path leads. Can I just remind you? God doesn't give us a spotlight to our future. He is a lamp to our feet, though. He illuminates the next step. If I'm carrying a lamp, I may not be able to see what's 200 steps ahead of me, but every time I step, guess what? That lamp illuminates the next step for me. And if I trust that God is going to walk with me and be the light to my path, well, I can trust that he, his goodness and mercy is going to follow me all the days of my life. That I don't have to worry that even though I don't know what's 200 steps ahead, I don't have to worry about taking that next step that I know. And so many of us stop about the next step we know because we don't know the step after that. Take that one step if you want to see what's revealed to you in the future. you got to trust him. He's like, all you have to do is trust me. You step into that promise lane even though there's fears. Guess what? I've already got that taken care of, but you won't know how I'm taking care of it until you step into the promised land. What's that step you need to take? This last Friday was out for weekend, just a couple days ago. We had about 50 people there. It was a great weekend. During Alpha Weekend, we invite people to consider their faith journey. And specifically, we talk about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit wants to have a relationship with them. Because the Holy Spirit's a person, right? The Holy Spirit is, is someone that we can have a relationship with. It's a two-way relationship with God through Father, Son, and the Spirit. And so we talked to them about that, and we there's a moment in which we are like, hey, maybe for you, this is a cross the line of faith moment for you. Because for the Israelites, going back to that, I mean, it's like, it was like a, a line in the sand was drawn. Step into the promised land. And, they, and they, they hesitated, didn't they? Well, I feel like in the same regard, God is always like, hey, will you trust me? Will you step over the line with me? 
And so we create that moment, and, and what was really cool is I know that, like, in one of our groups, we, someone gave their life to Christ on Friday night, and I, I know that there's other things that God was moving in powerfully where people were considering that step. And it reminds me of, you know, a friend a year or so ago gave his life to Jesus while we were at lunch together having a sandwich. And throughout our friendship, <clears throat> he had always kind of been a little bit on and off with God, not quite sure. He, had, he was kind of orbiting all the time, wasn't quite sure where he stood with his face. So at lunch, he was sort of re-unpacking re those same questions that I talked to him about already before. He was like quite dealing with his doubts and his questions. And, and, I, and, and I, just said, I just finally said, hey, man, like, can I just ask you a question? Do you just want to get saved? <laughs> and he's like, I, was like, I feel like you're wrestling with this, and what you're really looking for is you're looking for security. You're looking for assurance that you've done what you've done. He said, yeah, I just need to know that I know. And I was like, bro, we can do it right now. All you have to do is confess Jesus as Lord. And he's like, well, how do I do? He's like, right now? And I was like, yeah, I know we're eating a sandwich, but we can stop and we can pray. <laughs> and so we stopped eating a sandwich and we prayed and he gave his life to Christ right then. And, it, and, and in that moment, what happened was he stepped across the line of faith in his life. He finally said, I'm going to quit settling into my doubts and my fears and my hesitations. And I'm going to take the courage to step into the thing that God's calling me to. And that's, that's what we're talking about today. That's, and it's not just for those of you who, who maybe are dealing with, have I ever stopped across the, stepped across the line of faith in my experience with Christ, meaning have I ever surrendered my life to him is the language we often use. But this is for everybody. This is for those of you who, you know, you've already, you're riding that train to heaven, but you're still eating the food of earth, right? You know, those people, this is for you. There's a step you got to take too, right? That's for those people who claim Christ, but then they, on the daily, they choose self. That's for you too. Am I preaching to anybody? Just so you know, I have a sore throat, so anything that comes out of it today, it's just all by the Spirit. So if I might crack my voice, I might say things that I might not normally say, but it's just by the Spirit. Stepping over the line of faith is a break camp moment. Many of you know that this fall we've been gathering on Monday nights for Monday night prayer and worship. And it's been really good. There's been about 20 or 30 of us there each night. Do I wish there were more? Absolutely. I wish all of you were there because I know that when we pray, we grow. I know that when we pray, God moves. But on Monday night prayer this past week, Alex Tosig, she shared with me a vision that the Lord gave her last Sunday, actually on Sunday morning, but she told me on Monday night. She saw this picture of a huge, in her mind, she just kind of had this picture of a huge heavy rock being tossed into a, a, a pond, a body of water, and it was like the ripple effect. You guys know what happens, right? When a body, when a rock, boom, psh, and then just like ripple effect, all this starts going. She says, hey, I just want you to know that I had that picture on Sunday because when you were sharing the gospel, that's the work what the gospel does. And, and I was like, she's like the stone that threw in the water is like the gospel. And whenever we preach the gospel, when we share the gospel, it creates a ripple effect. And here's what I, wanna, here's what I was picturing is like some of you have been feeling that ripple effect. It's been pushing against your life. And you're like, man, what's going on? What's going on? That's just the gospel moving in your life. That's the good news of Jesus coming up against you and wanting to cause some disruption. Wanting to change something, creating a new wave in your life. We need disruption that comes with the gospel. So an act of stepping out of orbit is a, to take one step forward, no matter where you are in your faith. You know, the most natural thing for most of us to do is not to step forward, but to step towards comfort. God's like, listen. It is time to break camp. The camp is comfortable. It's what you know. Jesus gave a loving correction 
to the believers in Ephesus in the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 2, verses 4 and 5, he says this. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. That's a pretty, that's a pretty big statement right there. I heard a pastor sum it up this way. He said, you didn't lose it. Or, yeah, you didn't, you didn't lose it. You left it. Mm. You didn't lose your first love. You left it. Maybe you did it without meaning to, but you did anyway. Jesus continued this rebuke in the next verse. He says, consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. Not about you, but I came to Christ when I was uh, 14 years old. So I was young. And, the, and for the first few years, I was learning about Jesus. I, was, I probably wasn't the quickest learner. Let's just say it that way. Right? Like, it took me a minute. But I was like, all right, like, I know my life is different now. I'm following Jesus. And, uh, but it was like age 18, 19, 20, 21. It was like something came alive in me. Like something sparked and changed in me. Where everything was up for grabs for Jesus. It was like, Jesus, you can have that. You can have that. I'll do whatever. I'll do whatever. Like, there was, I was, it was how you would say, I was on fire for Jesus. You might say today, I was lit for Jesus. Church merch coming soon, lit for Jesus. Right? I was lit, but it was crazy. Like my whole life was turned upside down. I was all in all the time. I didn't have an off switch. It was like, let's go. You know, and I feel like when I read this, what Jesus says, you have forsaken your first love. Re repent and do the things you did at first. I realize there is zeal in a 20-year-old that's going to look different in a 44-year-old. I don't need to act like I'm 20. But I need to have the fire like I had then today. It's just more mature. It's just smarter and wiser. It looks different, but it's not. It's burning just as strong. And here's what I'd say to some of you is you need to return to the love you had at first. You need to let that fire burn in you. And if you're young, I'd say, man, let it go. Let it burn bright. Do something different with your life. Step into the things that God has for you. Quit being afraid. Quit hesitating. Quit thinking, oh, what are they going to think of me? You're young. We need your fire. We need you to come up and lead us. If you're, if you're like me, if you're middle-aged, if you're older, listen, those are the best fires, the ones that have been burning a long time. they got the hot coals underneath them. They can, they can cook anything, right? They are ready to go. We need fire in this church, and we need you in this church to burn bright for the Lord. The other day at Monday Night Prayer, Jessica Lewis, she starts giving me this vision. She's like, she's telling the whole, the whole group, she's like, hey, I see this, this vision. There's a globe. There's all these matches lit around it. I was like, okay, that's cool. You guys can picture that, right? The whole earth, matches lit all around it. And I was like, uh, what does that mean? And she's like, I think the, the matches represent where God's moving around the world. It's like groups of people that God's moving in where they're on fire for Jesus. I was like, that's, that's amazing. She said, I feel like every time we come together to pray, it's like we're lighting the match. And I was like, hmm. We should pray tomorrow and the next day. How many know to light a match, it takes friction? It's not easy to step where God's calling you to step. There's going to be resistance. There's going to be naysayers. There's going to be people that don't agree with you. There's going to be people that want to separate themselves from you. 
but it takes friction to make fire. And so I'm like, Lord, would you start lighting some matches in this place? May we start burning for Jesus in a way that we haven't done in a while. Maybe for some of us, it's the first time we've ever been lit. I'll close with this. There's a quote from a guy named Tim Keller, author, former pastor. He said this. He said, if there is a God, you owe him far more than a morally decent life. I thought about just saying it myself and not acting like he quoted it, and then you guys would think I was smart. I'll just put it at the bottom. Tim said it. guys reacted more to that one quote than the last 30 minutes of me quoting all sorts of stuff. I'm just kidding. I like that quote. Keller isn't questioning God's existence. We know that. He's, he's saying, listen, if you believe in God, don't you realize that Jesus did not come to just give you a bunch of good morals? Don't you realize that Jesus came to be your Lord and Savior? Don't you realize that Jesus is not an act of behavior modification, but it is the inbreaking kingdom of God coming in into your life. It is, it is the supernatural invading the natural. Don't you understand that when Jesus came, he came for the blind, for those who are spiritually blind, to give them sight so that they can see the world as it really is? Don't you know that when Jesus came, he didn't come. He didn't come to just make you a good person. He, made, he came to make you a world changer for Jesus. Don't you understand? He's like, he didn't come to just make you a bunch of good people. I said this before and I'll say it again. The biggest danger is not that we become bad people who do bad things, but it's that we become good things who don't do anything that matter. We don't want to be good people. We want to be people of God. Are you all with me? We want to be people who are lit for Christ. <laughs> We want to be people who are going out and shining our light into the darkness. And it starts for every one of us with one moment when we have the courage to step across the line of faith and say yes to Christ. I'm surrendering my life to you. I'm all about you now, Jesus. I'm making you number one. It's the first decision. It's that decision, that step that starts the rest of your life. I told you at the beginning that there's no step that's been more important to me as a person, as a man, as a dad, as a father, as a pastor, as a worker, as an American, as a human, than the step I took to follow Christ. That has shaped everything, everything. And that will shape everything for you. It will shape everything for you. And so what am I saying to you today? I'm saying I'm tired of playing it safe. We need to step out of complacency and into fire. We need to step out of comfort and into passion. That's what we need to do, for my friends. That's where we're at. And so if you're like, man, he's fired up today. I'm not fired up more than usual. I'm just sharing something today that's so real. It's so real. It requires you to hear the words. It's not my words. I told you this isn't me. This isn't our church. This is the power of the gospel. And it has a ripple effect. It's that heavy stone dropping in the water and it's pushing up against your life. So if you feel conviction in your heart, that's Jesus coming after you. It's God knocking on the door. Can I come in? So three steps I want to give you today. And these are real quick. What step do you need to take? Number one, the step away. Do you need to step away from something? You need to break camp. Have you had something in your life that's hurtful, that's wrong, that's sinful, that's, that's just not helpful? Is there something in your life you're going, man, I need to step away from that. And maybe today is the day that you say, it's time for me to take that step. 
The second step, maybe you need to step to your first love. You need to light that match. You're like, listen, God, I want you to burn like a fire in me. God, I'm ready to go all in. I'm ready for more. So maybe you already have followed Christ, but it's time for you to like return to him. Say, God, I want you to revive my spirit. I want you to revive my soul, mind, body, and soul. I'm yours, God. And then that third one is the step of salvation. Like I said, this is the ripple effect. Some of you need to take that step over the line of faith. You've been wrestling with God and today is your day. It's like when I was meeting with my friend at the restaurant and I said, man, do you just want to get saved? And he's like, yeah, that's it. I said, well, let's do it. And today you can do that. So I actually want to, I want to go right there to that moment. And I'm going to invite us into prayer. But I'm going to invite us into prayer in a way that's like, you don't get to sit there, you get to participate with me. So as I am about to pray, would you stand with me? Would you stand with me all over the room? We're just going to stand in the presence of the Father. We're going to stand before God today. And we're going to be really sincere and authentic as we stand before him. And like I said, I want to start with that last step. That last step that I just meant, the step of salvation. We're going to get to all three, but I want to start with that last one. Holy Spirit, would you move right now? you come. Just ask you to move in our hearts. But if you're in a place and you are just, I don't have to say much more, but you're like, you know what? I'm, it's time for me to step across the line of faith. It's time to surrender my life to Jesus. I explained it last week, but it's three things. It's, it's a step of faith, right? It's a step of faith, but it's also a repentance and a commitment to him as Lord. So if you want to pray right now, kind of like I did with my friend at lunch. I'll lead you in that prayer, and it's just real simple. I'll just say some things. You can echo these. You can say them as well. There's a lot of ways you can give your life to Christ, but this is just one of the ways. It's really just surrender. But if you're ready and you want to give your life to Jesus, step across that line of faith. Would you just repeat this prayer? Say, Jesus, I give you my life. Just say, Jesus, I give you my life. Say it right now, authentic, standing before God. Jesus, I give you my life. Then we got we to gotta ask him for forgiveness. So we're going to say this. Say, I'm sorry for my sin. Just say that. I'm sorry for my sin. Now say, I ask for forgiveness and I repent. And now we're going to commit to him as Lord. We're going to take a step of faith. Say, I place my faith in you as my Savior. Just say that to him. I place my faith in you as my Savior. And I confess you as Lord and King of my life. I confess you as Lord and King of my life. And then to say thank you, Jesus, for saving me. You know, in God's word, it says that we not only confess this before the Father, but we confess it before man and others. And there's ways to do that with baptism and things like that. We'll talk about it later. But I'm just curious right now, anybody have the boldness to say, I just prayed that prayer for the first time. Just lift your hand. Slip it up. I just want to see you. Man, I see, I see several hands going up. That's good. Anybody else? Just lift it up. Lift it up. That's good. Well, hands everywhere. I love it. Praise God. Praise God. 
going to talk to you in just a moment if you just raised your hand, but I want to, I want to, I want to lead everybody else in just a moment as well. Some of these other steps we're talking about. If you want to take a step away from something today, if you're like, that's the thing that I, I need to break camp today, I want to pray for you. Would you just lift your hand if that's you? I need to step away from something. God, I pray for every hand raised. Give them the courage right now. I was just praying this morning. I was like, man, we need courage. Courage, God, give us courage. I pray courage over everybody. That, Lord, the thing that we're stepping away from, may we do it with grace. May we do it with humility. May we do it with, with, with your love. But, Lord, may we do it with courage in the name of Jesus. Whatever that is, right now, take that. I want you to act like you're grabbing courage and you're taking it with you today. I'm like, courage, you're coming with me because I need you this week. I'm stepping away. Holy Spirit, would you give them the courage to step out of that thing so that they can step into what you want in the name of Jesus. Some of us, we need to step to our first love today. If that's you, would you just lift your hand? I need to step to my first love. I need to light that match again. I need some, I need just some fire in my belly again. Just lift your hand. Come on, don't be, don't be afraid. Be bold right now. Come on, we're taking steps today. I said this message was for a lot of people today. It's not just for a few of us. Holy Spirit, right now, we need you. We need fire, Father. So right now, I just want to pray. I just want to pray. I just want to pray boldness. I want to pray faith. I want to pray, I want to pray almost like an obsession with you, Father. I want to pray obsession with you, Father, that we aren't, we aren't okay with putting you in the back burner. We aren't okay with being complacent anymore. We aren't okay with just living a comfortable Christianity, Father. That, Father, we are returning to our love in a way that says, Lord, I'm putting it all up for you. Everything's up for grabs. Everything, Father. I pray that over everybody that raised their hands today. Lord, put a fire in them, Father. Light a match. Whatever friction needs to be created in their life, we pray for that friction to create fire in the name of Jesus. So right now, I want you to grab boldness. I want you to grab faith. I want you to grab, I want you to grab obsession and say, I'm taking that with me today. I'm taking it with me and I'm, and I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it. Just say it right now to them, Lord, I'm taking it. I'm taking obsession. I'm taking, I'm taking fire today. I'm taking faith today. Lord, we love you. We're ready to take these steps today, God. We're ready to go out of here and not be doing the normal thing, but we're stepping with you. Lamp to our feet, light to our path, trusting you every step of the way, Jesus. We pray these things in your name. And everybody said, amen. Can you give God praise today? It's so good. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If there's anything we can pray with you about, or if you have questions about God, we'd love to talk with you. Please visit our contact page at okccommunitychurch.com.